This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. Ramya Booth and Kelly McDonald, we are the hosts of the program. So is the roller coasters your favorite ride at a fair, or do you really only know a fair um, as Wonderland and the exhibition? Wonderland, X Marine Land, that's pretty much it. I, don't, I didn't like going to fairs. Because, um, well, I didn't like going on the rides at fairs. Okay. There's always something in the back of my mind that goes, you know that... Uh, what if... Yeah, because it's temporary. So what if they forgot to screw on this thing properly and then boom. I will never, ever sit here and remind myself of some of the things that would happen. My father and I used to go to one park in Montreal. And I've shared firsthand. this with Andy Frank. And we would talk about, because on the news would come the stories exactly. of, yeah, the wild wild mouse ride, another car went off and we and it was my father's favorite ride, which was about the oh, only no. ride he would go on. <laughs> so I looked forward, we'd go, he'd, let's go to Belmont Park. And I knew for myself, well, the only ride I can go on with my dad is the one where cars go flying off. And this is years ago. This is back in the days when they had the old wooden roller coasters and the... Um, the, the 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 park was a May to you know like Wonderland open in May right through till October mm-hmm. kind of amusement park but it had stuff all the way back to 1930s and 40s all the rides uh, and these were just huge cool parks and a lot of places uh, had them and, and had to close them because you know the rides were just a little bit too old but they were permanent so mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun and I used to really enjoy uh, going and you know they were sprawling it spread out it was. A real amusement park as a kid. However, um, yeah, the safety issue of, gee, did the guy forget to close this? Or has it just been opened and closed too many times? Do you have those concerns going to the P&E, Grant Hardy, as you join us here for Lifestyle Headlines? I I have gone on some what I consider highly intense uh, roller coasters before. And then I get off going, wow, this is the most intense ride that i can handle and then i'm told uh dude you know this is like the four-year-old kid get out of kitty land will you grant <laughs> stop showing up in kitty land <laughs> <laughs> so, i i and i used to find that though grant as a kid i actually found the kitty kitty land rides sometimes you know scarier to me than than the adult rides I'm not sure why. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they were down to scale or whatever, and 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 were. But I I remember being scared by a few. Of them. Um, for you, what is your experience? Mainly the P and E, or do you guys have something else out there that you go to, like these guys here with uh, Wonderland? Uh, well, I grew up in a small town. Uh, well, small-ish town, White Rock, and we had occasionally a little fair there, but mostly the P and E. And I think as a Kid, it was mostly the rides for me because the rest of it, I was just really bored by it and it was pretty visual. But as yeah. an adult, I've, I've started to take in a little more of the um, of the shows and stuff like that. And of course, my mom was always annoyed because I wanted to, you know, purchase the ride pass thing. But then I was too much of a wimp to go on the ride. So. <laughs> See, my mom was the opposite. She would, she loved the baby rides. Oh, I call them baby rides, but you know what I mean? The, the strawberries <laughs> that she, she would get on the strawberries, <laughs> the ones that spin. 
And be like, oh, oh. anyone else head spinning? I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, oh I, I, was, I thought you were going to say she didn't even take you guys on them because you were, oh, we're not going on that. Well, you wait she here while I enjoy wait in my the ride. lines at the roller coasters because just seeing the people above us would scare her so much. <laughs> well, and folks, for the people who don't know, uh, P&E, uh, the Pacific uh, National Exhibition, as, as in what we were talking about, uh, the C&E, Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto. Grant's here with Lifestyle Headlines. Grant. Where do you want to start? Hey, folks. All right. Uh, robots are just inescapable because yes. I know you've talked <laughs> about this already this week, but we've got another headline here. Um, pizza del- delivery robots are being tested right here in Vancouver. Um, wow. You know, Pizza Hut, they have lots of people delivering pizzas. But if you order from the Robson Street location in Vancouver's West End right now, you just might get your pizza delivered by a unique pair. Hugo or Raja. They're not delivery people at all. They're delivery robots, two relatively autonomous four-wheeled pizza delivery vehicles. Uh, Right now, it's a pilot project. They do have a person following them on standby, but they're essentially doing everything themselves, including crossing the uh, lights. Uh, One of them set out at Robson and Bidwell, perfectly navigated the walk sign. The other one hung back for another uh, cycle. Um, they're a little bit of an uh, unusual site and attract many stairs. Uh, they're only a couple of feet high with a white container slash body on the front or wheels. They have two eye-like uh, rings on a light, uh, presumably covering cameras and a strip of lights around the top of the body. And a little yellow flag sticks up the, at the back to help them become more visible. So... What do you guys feel? <laughs> I know what we're all thinking. So how, have we all thought yet about our feet being cut out from under us by these things as blind people trying to navigate? And what is this? Yeah, Why is this garbage can't keep moving around? That's kind of what I'm wondering. <laughs> and also just those things like your um, your white cane and that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> how they built in the appropriate provisions for that how do you pay i guess you pay Um, ahead of time right you would pay and it would come to you if someone didn't rob it like i they must really good question yeah i mean obviously the pizza is put within a um probably a hot what do you call it a warmer of some kind it probably has its own warmer yeah but what we see as like accessibility question mark question mark um other people are (laughs) seeing is oh my god this is a great thing and just to check it out at all Pizza Place is probably yeah, getting a lot I, of attention. Yeah, I, I would think so. I'm I'm certainly very mixed on this. Part of me wonders, you know, we all like to have things personalized by a human, but sometimes if you're really hungry and you know you just need your your food, you know, you don't want to have a lot of try and do your little friendly banter at the at the door. Um, you know, this seems like. It, kind of an interesting idea on the other hand i do really see this taking away jobs from people oh for sure who, um need them and that's unfortunate especially in this day and age well i i imagine right now it's pretty limited right in what where how far it yeah, goes because correct. you got to think about neighborhoods which locations would be good because of stairs and things like that i'm not sure on the navigating yet mm-hmm. of 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 it upstairs downstairs i would absolutely love to see something like this if there could be one person at the store that managed to a talk back, so when they came to your door, 
you know, especially if it, it goes in, how does it buzz your floor, right? Okay, so say it's only going to deliver to houses and, and yeah. those things are not going to be sent out to an a, a apartment building. So when you get the door, open it, you know, at least if, well, what the heck? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have those problems, you can say hello, you know, through the voice. Thing. You, on the top, there's a, a, K, a containment area. Please turn the knob and remove your pizza. Like some way of a human being kind of assisting in that way is what I wonder. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how much intelligence is used. Yeah. With the and sound, though, I, I wonder, Grant, if we get used to things like this like if okay right now this is a uh novelty situation if you will right there's these two robots they're super cute and they're making their way around town it's definitely a test right yeah this is early 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 days but what about when it becomes familiar like we know when the garbage trucks are in our areas we know when uh the ice cream trucks around we know when um the snow blowers or you know these these Things are around in the winter time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. would we, if there was enough audio indication for these kind of things, I don't know about uniformity though, but just saying, could we say, oh, okay, step aside, there's the pizza delivery robot. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always tricky, isn't it? Because like electric cars... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, those basically make no, no noise at all. I yes. mean, had to kind of lobby the manufacturers to get them to make any sound at all. And even then, I find it very tricky to hear. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have people who kind of don't want their robots and their vehicles to make sound. The other thing that I actually found kind of interesting reading this is that they use the pedestrian sidewalks. Yes. I feel like it'd be better if it use the roadways um, because sometimes these teeny little things can be relatively dangerous. All these little scooters and robots and whatever, especially Mm -hmm. if they're not at least use the bike lanes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I would imagine they're going to have somebody monitor each one like they were doing. And I think that would continue because they're going to have the problem of people who are, Hey man, look, let's go on those pizza delivery robots. You're hungry. (laughs) Like, you, you do have to figure that kind of thing is going to happen, so they're going to have to outfit it to be able to take pictures, catch ID. I mean, obviously, it's got to be able to see somewhat where it, you know where it's going with sensors and, and what have you anyway, so I'm sure that would be part of it. But this would be really interesting to see this test, just to see what kinds of things... They do have to deal with whether it's weather, um, whether it, that that crossing alone, crossing the street. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, you know, seeing it going across the street and you're in your car and you're, hey, that's one of those little pizza dudes. And I would have the same <laughs> concerns as I do when I see Uber Eats people on bicycles. Like, I just mm-hmm. wonder if my stuff is protected enough um, in terms of the food, the contents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and, I and they use other things too, don't they? Grant in other con- uh, countries, the t- Uber is testing different like drones and stuff for delivery. Yeah, so some places yeah, are doing it with with narco- uh, you know, with narcotics with medication. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of places doing it across the borders with narcotics yeah. illegally, but uh, with medications. Yeah, exactly. Well, that makes me feel better about what I was going to say because I was going to 
jokingly say, don't try this at home, but <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be fun to snag that little robot, you know, uh-huh. and see its little personality kick in, like, hello, please let me go. I I'm not delivering to you, delivery. Grant, back <laughs> off. <laughs> and then, the, then they've probably worked with this to have it do the laugh, <laughs> you know, especially yes. as it runs over your foot. Oh, geez. It carries around pepper spray. Exactly. Yes. Pepper spray or something. Desperate times. Oh, boy. Grant, can we fit your last one in? Um, We've got kind of an interesting uh, art vending machine in Vancouver. It's unorthodox. It's in uh, Vancouver's downtown. Now, most times vending machines, it dispenses uh, soda and chips. Those are the ones I know and love. Um, But we've got a vending machine that's actually dispensing art everything from prints to 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 pins and uh, a portion of the proceeds are going back to support local artists and it's something to make art more accessible uh to people who maybe find galleries or art showcases few and far between so i think this is a really interesting idea Uh, unfortunately i do see some difficulty in making this accessible to our community because it's all going to be behind glass um, but maybe with the right amount of description or something, you know, a little sign on, on the side, we could make this uh, a little more widely accessible. And what a cool idea, hey? Yeah, I mean, that's always the way that it is, Grant. These things are great, and we don't always and can't always expect people to put accessibility in since the beginning, right? Or from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, you would keep your fingers crossed that at least there's some alternative access alternate access for people um, so that we can enjoy, get the information, at least understand the project, especially with art, because art is everywhere and all kinds, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just um, also making sure that there's maybe art that in itself is accessible for us, you know, not just the description, but, mm-hmm. you know, something, a little coaster or so, something that's kind of tactile, you know, it yeah. has some personality, whether you can see it or not. Uh, Kelly, what do you Lovely. think? You, you, yeah. You got any art in I, your place? Well, you know what? I love the idea of having stuff because I guess it's, it's what you just know. I was raised having some things at home and, you know, and you know, my family just had it. So it seems normal to me, but I love the exposure thing for this. I know enough artists uh, through my theater, you know, um, uh, uh, aspirations and, and dealing with people and anything to give them a leg up would be wonderful. Thanks, Grant. Oh, yeah. Awesome stuff. Thanks. Pal. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you next week as Grant Hardy, reporter, brings us a lifestyle today. Uh, Folks, no more empty shelf experiences as Walmart is about to start using artificial intelligence to keep products stocked. John Beeler, he joins us in a moment. He's got the scoop. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.